what happens when you want God to show up in your life? Whether it's working on a film or appearing in Shark Tank, Stephanie Parker says she needed God so much that she spent an hour a day in his word. She said, God taught me that no matter who I'm married to, what job, title, award, or achievement I may gain, I am not the star of the show. He is. So Stephanie, thanks for joining me today on the call. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Nancy. And so I'm so happy that you're here. And I, I'd like to start with how you saw God show up and change your life. Oh, yeah. So, well, here's what I would say. I, I went into marriage, um, met my amazing husband of 13 years now, um, and I just was short. This is this man was the Prince Charming, the one, the knight in shining armor, you know, like all the Disney princess movies talked about. And, um, but, <laughs> you know, as many marriages, you learn that your husband is not perfect. Can you, I mean, crazy, right? Amen. So, <laughs> but guess what? Neither am I. And I need yes. Jesus just as much as he does. We both do. And I, I remember hearing someone say that everyone goes into marriage with a picture of what they think it should look like. But at in, in every marriage, um, at some point, you either start destroying the picture or you just start just you start destroying the person, and only one survives. Yeah. And for me, I went through a season where I really started destroying the person, not the picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I really wanted that picture of that Prince Charming to just st stay intact. Yeah, but that's not, you know, that's not realistic. And so I did a lot of things to try and change him when really it was me that needed to do some changing. Um, I had kind of exhausted the efforts in my own strength to to try and do that. And I remember just kind of crying out to the Lord and being like, okay, God, this isn't working. I'm going to commit a year to you. And, mm -hmm. and I want to see if what you say you are, who you say you are, your word is as powerful as my dad and so many people say it is, mm -hmm. then I, I need you to show me. And mm -hmm. I do remember right before that, hearing someone say that she started, she had started praying and I don't even remember who it was, but she had starting, started praying the verse over her life, you know, search me and know me, see if there's any unholy way about me and lead me to the way of everlasting. Mm -hmm. And I prayed that prayer as I got into the word of God and boy, um, yeah, he searched me and he knows me and um, it wasn't pretty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was just a lot of um, really me finding in a person or in myself, what only God can give. Mm -hmm. And it took that year of readjusting um, my priorities and, and the way I view God, giving God the glory that he deserved and the time that he deserved. I had heard a woman that was struggling. She actually had, it was at a conference or something. And this woman was struggling with trying her, making her husband kind of be the spiritual leader that she wanted him to be or whatever. And she said, I don't know how to do that. And another woman got up and said that she had struggled with that for a long time. And that at some point God kind of convicted her and said, um, you know, how is he supposed to hear me above all your chatter? And I was convicted by that because, um, I'm not my husband's Holy spirit. 
Yeah. Um, I think we are called to be unified in Christ under Christ, like that picture of marriage in the same way. Sometimes we have a picture of what our husbands should look like in their spiritual walk. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I had a great dad who showed what that looked like. And so, but, but every person's spiritual walk has to be different. It has to look different. Mm -hmm. And so giving my husband space to hear from the Lord and to not, um, try and get up in, in his, his walk, but Mm -hmm. then also find ways of praying together and being united in Christ together. I think there, that's a a juggling thing that as, as you continue on in marriage and you go through different seasons in marriage, that's going to be something you're going to have to keep figuring out and continue to surrender to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But, um, like I've seen my husband grow spiritually in incredible ways, but it's been through God's means. Let's talk about, um, your, your acting career. Yeah. So you played as Zor in the Kendrick Brothers movie Life Mark. Yeah. Can you talk about that? So when my husband and I were first engaged, I had lived in LA and was had a manager and agent out there. And then God really rescued me from that environment because that was not a healthy environment if you're going to be a believer and walking, you know, and I, I, like I said, we were both Christians. So there was that conviction in the back of our mind. We weren't necessarily walking and living it probably the way we should. Mm-hmm. And then I took a, a about 10 year break. We, I got pregnant six months into getting married um, with our sweet daughter, who's now 12 years old. And she, um, you know, reoriented our focus for sure. And so for that period of time, I walked away from acting and, um, and God, again, had to do some work in me and he had to refine me. He had to bring me to the end of myself. And, um, then really, um, I I would say three, four years ago now, I kind of felt led to walk back into acting only with a different purpose, just, to say, okay, this is your story. How can I tell your story to the world with the gifts and passions you've given me? And by the grace of God, God opened the door for that to happen, to be part of the Kendrick brother film. In fact, the very first thing I did walking back into acting was go to a Christian film festival where I met the director of life Mark, which who was Kevin peoples, which then three years after that, I got, had gotten an email from the casting director saying the director was asking for an audition for me. So it just totally was God opening that door um, through Kevin Peoples and just putting me in those places and um, being able to work with the Kendrick brothers was a huge gift and a blessing because they do, they make films in such a God honoring way. Yes. They um, truly drew it with humility Um, with just a love for people and a love for God and just completely soaked and covered in prayer from beginning to end. When they start their, their day, do they like to get a cast and crew together and everybody's praying? Yeah. So not only that, so they'll do a devotional every morning. Um, and then they'll also have a prayer time before they shoot, but they also like at the beginning of shooting. So at the beginning of filming, they'll do something called a boot camp where they bring um, every cast and crew member that can come. And, and even they brought local pastors of the churches in that area where we were filming to pray over the film and just to see the way that they honored God in that process. It was so cool. And they had a prayer team on site um, that was that was sitting there praying while they were filming the entire time. Wow. So really, really cool. Um, yeah, it was an amazing experience for sure. When you get at casting calls, 
do do you are you selective i i just you know i'll i'll read sometimes more than just the character description that i might be a fit for so i can see what the tone of the film is what i can mm -hmm. you know i can look at the synopsis and determine whether or not this would be something that like would fall in line with what what i've the lines that i've drawn in in a way to honor god you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so i believe in telling redemptive stories hope-filled mm -hmm. stories stories that have a purpose um you know it doesn't always have to be faith-based necessarily but it, it does have to have a a redemption you know element to it and that's important for me because i think our world needs that i think we need jesus and he's the answer for that yes and you know there's so many movies out there that even christians are watching right now that are not god honoring at all yeah. um yep. some of them are evil and um and they have a way of creeping themselves into a movie when they may start out like a good movie but it, the, the stuff just creeps in so yep. Big you know time. i i see how that could you know deter you know anybody from like what wanting to do a role that would not honor god like you you've been doing yeah, yeah. in your life in the life mark movie what part did you play Azor, what was she doing in the movie and 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 what was it that you liked about that part? Yeah, so Azure was um is is a real person and the story is a, a true story for those of you who haven't seen it, um whoever might be watching, but um she was the wife of the birth father and the story is about adoption and um the birth son finding his parents, his, his birth parents. And I have, um, a scene where the birth father comes to me, we're married at the time. And he tells me that he has the son that I know nothing about. And this ha really happened in real life. So I can't, can you imagine, <laughs> So can you imagine finding out your husband has a child, you know, nothing about. So that's mm -hmm. a big blow. That was a big surprise. Um, and then just, just kind of being able to facilitate that. Okay. I receive, I'm going to hear that. I'm going to receive that. And I'm going to have to choose in this moment to show grace to, to my husband or my fake husband in this situation and, and still stand by his side, even though there's some things in his past, because we all, if we're really honest with ourselves, all of us, mm -hmm. that's why we need Jesus. Yes. And, um, and that's why I think it's such a beautiful, it's a beautiful scene in particular, that scene, because it just, it shows, you know, a, ch a choice of grace to show yes. grace the way Christ shows grace to us, you know? Yes. And the Kendrick brothers, they always make those kind of movies. They make mm -hmm. them really good. You know, the, the, the movies that get to the heart is what they yeah. do. So yeah. tell me what your most challenging role has been so far. <laughs> the one I just did. Well, I don't know if I can tell you all the details because it hasn't come out, but it's it's called Disciples in the Moonlight and Brett Varvel is directing it and he is fantastic director. He's also an amazing actor. So he actually was in Running the Bases, which was in theaters and I think is still in some theaters as well. But um, it's a Christian film and it's about... Um, truly the the just the word of god and it's in a time set in a time where the government is trying to alter the word of god to fit the more inclusive agenda and um and so the true word of god is having to be smuggled 
by underground churches. And so it's kind of a futuristic, but um, I don't think it's as far-fetched as we might like to think, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Because there are countries right now that um, are facing that. In China. It's a powerful film. I cannot wait for it to come out. But the character I play um, is pretty rough. She is not a, like, a, well, I don't know how much I can tell you about this That's okay. character, but she's rough. And um, <laughs> I, I joked with my sweets, uh, our sweet makeup artist, Mary Smith, who's amazing. She also did the makeup for the Kendricks. And uh, she's like, I was, she goes, I hope one day I get to actually make you look like you're wearing makeup. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because the Kendricks are also very, um, and I love this. They're very like, they want it to be as natural as possible. And so it's a lot of removal of makeup, removal of, you know, and I love color. I'm just a colorful person. And so I <laughs> makeup is just another palette for me. It's so fun. Yeah. But she's like, sorry, girl. So I'm so sorry. And I, I look like a hot mess in this one, but in the, it, it serves the story well. And I'm so excited to be part of telling it because it's a powerful and needed story and more relevant, um, today than, than I think maybe we've realized. So, well, you know, there's so many people that don't watch Christian films. Um, and because a lot of them, some come off depressing. Yeah. Some come off, you know, victorious. Yep. Um, if you had to tell somebody, um, why you would watch a Christian movie, could you, could you answer that question? Yes. So here's the thing. I think that there has been a bad rap for Christian film. And it's because I believe, like for example, when I was going into Hollywood uh, for 13 years ago now, um, there weren't Christian films to speak up for the most part, really. I mean, the Kendricks in a lot of ways was like the very, the first to, to really do this thing. And they themselves will say like, we can't believe Flywheel like did as well as it did because they were like the production quality, the acting wasn't what they maybe would have liked. I mean, there is a, a cheese factor oftentimes associated mm -hmm. yes. with Christian film, mm -hmm. but be, it's because I believe um, Christians kind of started later. Like we're kind of hundred years behind Hollywood in some ways. Yes. And I do believe, however, that we're seeing God do great things mm -hmm. in spite even in spite of um, some of the cheese, you know, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. Um, and in order for faith-based films to continue to grow, and we want these better messages, we want higher quality, we want less cheese. And I'm seeing that, it's, it's happening. The Kendricks have totally elevated what they're putting out. The uh, Irwin brothers do a fantastic job making beautiful films. I, I really believe Brett Barvel's film is going to be fantastic. Running the base is another one. So I just think that we are seeing it become elevated and it's because people are like, oh, wait, this isn't, this is good. This is, this has a powerful message and I want to be part of the change. I don't want to be part of the problem. Go to the movie theater, find out when that little 
Christian film is going to be in theaters that one day and go, because if you want better quality, if you want less cheese, if you want to continue to elevate these messages, these impactful messages and change what we're seeing out there, Mm -hmm. because I'm having, Mm -hmm. as a mom, I have a harder and harder time, like letting my kids just turn on a TV because of what they're seeing. Right. Yes. And you know, and like you said, you start watching a film that has looks really great. And then all of a sudden they throw this thing in there. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to be part of the change, go and support these films. That's why you go so that they continue to get better. So they continue to have more powerful and impactful stories. Mm -hmm. And because that's the only way we're going to make it. That's why I act Um, you know, because I want to tell his story, but I want to be part of the change. I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. You know, and I think Christian actresses like yourself, they want to connect with the audience on that Jesus heart level, Mm -hmm. right? They want, you want people to see the Jesus in you in some of the roles that you're playing. Um, even though the last role you said you were, you were playing the, you know, but there's hope for her. So I can't tell you all the things, but there is, yeah, we don't want, we don't want that to slip out, but, but, you know, there are a lot of, you know, actors, Christian actors that are playing, you know, roles that are like, but, but in Christian film, somebody's got to play a bad guy. So, I mean, you you know, it's just got to be that way, but you know, really the thing is, is to support the Christian industry, Christian film industry, because, you know, these are the things that are good, wholesome things to watch Mm -hmm. and are edifying to you. So now we're going to shift again and we're going to go to, you are, you are, and were a entrepreneur and, and were featured on Shark Tank and how did, yeah. And how did you see God work with your product sleeping baby? Um, our daughter stopped sleeping. She was swaddled for, um, the first part of her life, you know, wrap a baby up like a burrito and it gives them the feeling of the womb. And at some point babies start rolling. And so they can't sleep in that anymore. And so, um, cause it's dangerous and they need to be able to push up and roll over. So I, I took the swaddle off her and she stopped sleeping. And I was like, what am I supposed to do to get this child to sleep? She just completely stopped being able to fall asleep, stay asleep. Um, and I did some research and discovered that it was because of a Moro reflex, which, or a startle reflex that, um, a babies have when they, uh, don't can't feel their edges like they could in the womb. And so they feel like they're falling and they startle awake. So I was like, how do I give her her edges while still giving her the ability to push up and roll over safely? And so I created this little thing on my sewing machine in eighth grade from eighth grade and um, and and just sewed this thing up. And she slept 12 hours the first night and I couldn't believe it. And um, it was right around the time when I was going to have to go back to work. And my heart's prayer was to stay at home with her. And I just uh, didn't know how we could do that and from a financial standpoint. And so I just remember kind of being in this point of decision. I was crying, sitting on my bed in tears and just like, God, what do I do? Do I, I don't know how to start a business. I don't even know if I'll sell any of these things. You know, it worked for my, my daughter and a few friends that I had made them for, but I'm like, and I remember I saying, God just show me what to do. And I opened my Bible to a verse just randomly 
I don't recommend a random Bible opening necessarily for life direction, but in this situation, there was no doubt um, for me. Um, it was Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine by the power that is at work within us to him, be the glory forever and ever. And amen, basically. And so what was so beautiful about that is in that moment, I was like, well, I'm not able, I don't have a business plan. I don't even sew well, like they were ugly. They, it's a miracle. Anyone bought them, but, um, it was in that moment that I said, all right, Lord, you say you are able. And so um, if, if you choose to bless it, if you choose to guide this, then I'll give you the glory. And um, that verse started our business and it's, it's on our entryway right over here. And um, so it's, yeah, after that, God truly just exploded it with no money on marketing. We didn't spend, I mean, I spent... 200 bucks to grab some fabric from the fabric store and $500 on a website and people came. And it's a, when I say it's a miracle, cause they were ugly. I mean it because they, they were not pretty. I'm just not a goat. I'm not a good sewer. Even still after all sewing all those zippity zips, because eventually I finally got help, but, um, and it grew and, and God blessed it. And we ended up going on the show shark tank because it had grown so quickly and so, um, big that we were feeling like we were needing some extra help from someone who's been there, done that. And, um, so we ended up going on the show and we got three offers and ended up picking Damon John's offer. And after the fact, we, we decided to not continue forward and sign the deal. Um, and which was a blessing because we were able to retain full ownership of our business and the things that we thought we needed his expertise. We had no choice, but to learn as soon as that show aired, because the show exploded, exploded our business so fast. We thought we'd have um, zippity zips that would last us months. And they only lasted a few weeks and people were selling their used ones on eBay for like $120 it was crazy. It was so so crazy, but it was a refining process that, you know, how do you make diamonds, put them under lots of pressure. And we had lots and lots of pressure, lots of failure of uh, mistakes and goals. But um, in the end, it, it I'm, we're so thankful because it was such a, it was such a gift to be on the show, to have started that business and truly God blessed it immeasurably more than all we could have ever asked or imagined. That's a beautiful story. You know, there's so many people that really want to step out and do something, yet Mm -hmm. they're so afraid. They feel, well, if God is going to, you know, if it's going to happen, God will, you know, open that door. But sometimes you have to step out like you did and and get the ball rolling and see where God is going to take it. Yes. And, and truly I I say God blessed it, but I I trusted that he was able and that I needed to still though, do the steps, take the steps, whatever that looked like. And so, you know, I didn't know what the next step was half the time. I was like, all right, well, I need this. So that's my next step. And, and just prayerfully going one step at a time and, and God took it, took it from there, you know, that's great. What a great story. And you you. also have written two children's books. You want to briefly talk about them? Sure. Yeah. Well, um, so this was after I started the business and 
um, our, we did, had done that little elf, you know, with our kids. Um, and the, the kids loved waking up a Charlotte was actually the only one, cause our son was really little, but, um, really loved waking up in the morning and, um, looking for him. But there was some, something in my spirit was a little off about that because I was like, I feel like this is, they were trying to do good so that, so that Santa would give them gifts, but I'm like, how do we, how do we get them that excited about Jesus? How do we get our kids that excited about looking for truth instead of looking for material possessions? And so I, I really was was like, God, I have no idea again, how to do this, but you are able. So, so if you want this to happen, there was so much prayer in this one, because I'm like, I really have no clue what I'm doing. Um, but God was so faithful in that, um, I was able to write a children's book about, which is a little shepherd that goes on a search to find the true meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus. And then every day of the journey. So the, the 25 days leading up, um, the shepherd is found in a different place. Um, but he's found with a devotional card that has like a little letter from the shepherd. And then on the other side, a verse to go with the Devo. And so that every day of his journey, my kids are focusing on scripture and on the reason we celebrate Christmas. And then on Christmas morning, they find him under, you know, like kneeling before the greatest treasure of all time, which is baby Jesus. So, um, I'll never forget the first, the first year we did it. I woke up and I was like, I got to see what happens. Are they going to go for the presents or are they going to go find Jesus? And let me tell you, they ran to find Jesus first. And that was like, I just lost. I was like, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Like that's all that matters. What a wonderful encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that story. And we have a Easter version of that as well, where the shepherd goes on search to find his lost sheep because we're all lost sheep that have gone astray. And, and, and Jesus is the lamb, right. That died for our sins. So, yeah. So that's, That's, those are our two books. That's wonderful. Um, so here's a question before we end, um, if you could play any role, what would it be? I, love period pieces. So period pieces are my favorite. Um, I would love to play like an English, I don't know, some, maybe, maybe a more, uh, (laughs) PG version of Bridgerton or a Christian version of, you know what I mean? So like something that has that, but maybe more in line with our values and faith. Um, I love, I love those types of like projects and, um, period piece projects are really fun for me. Yeah. And, um, what would you like to leave the audience with today? Just abide in him and you'll bear much fruit. Apart from him, you do nothing or you can do a whole lot of nothing. You know what I mean? Where we can chase around um, doing things outside of the will of God. Um, but it, it really amounts to a lot of busy work um, that doesn't amount to a eternal value. And and so I would just say, if you just rest in him, abide in him, the fruit flows from that. 
um, from that abiding. And I, golly, I can't tell you how true that has been in my life. It has been the greatest adventure. None of the fruit that I have borne has been um, things that I ever imagined or planned it would be. It's so immeasurably more because of abiding in Christ. Thank you for watching the call. God can change your life and your circumstances, but you must trust him to do that. If the season that you're going through is hard, it won't last. Hold on and pray and you will have victory in Jesus Christ. And I pray that this program has strengthened and encouraged you. God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to the call?